I do not forget to be calling my nurturers, those people who have bad credit or aren't quite ready or need a little motivation. I, I make sure to call them at least once a month. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Healy. And today we have a special guest with us, Jennifer Gordon. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for agreeing to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jen. Absolutely. So please tell our listeners a little bit about you and the brokerage that you work for. Okay, so um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, um, born and raised, went to school um, upstate New York and moved um, started, I went to school for hotel restaurant management and then ventured into business and then eventually got my master's in higher education, which is working with college students, right? And then um, moved down here, worked in the higher ed field, Towson University, Notre Dame of Maryland. I worked online for a university, Hopkins, um, and had been very interested in real estate um, when I was working online. So started um, real estate back then. But anyhow, um, I am with the Teal Kleist Group of EXP Realty. That is fabulous. I am actually doing a training with Krista Mayshore on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And she was a realtor with EXP Realty, and now she's a trainer. And she is a higher education uh, teacher as well. Or okay. Uh, so I think that there's something about that profession that brings it out in people just educating and as well as setting up the systems involved and that are required um, for success. So right. um, that is that's something else as well. I love hearing that. Um, do you what do you mind sharing a little bit about your family? Sure. Um, I have I'm married um, almost 25 years. What? This coming January, um, I have a son. Yep, <laughs> we've been married a while. Um, I have a son who's 24, a daughter who's 20, and uh, a younger child daughter who is 17. She'll be 18 this December. So we're almost empty nesters. That's so exciting. <laughs> it is such an exciting time. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. So um, what made you um, join a team? Um, if you could tell me a little bit about that, because I know that there's agents that enjoy being on a team and there's agents that say, oh, I can do it on my own. What was compelling for you to join a team? So this takes a little, this is a little bit of a story in that um, I did start real estate back in 2011, 2012. I got licensed and I really didn't know a whole lot back then and um, joined Long and Foster as an individual agent. And, um, you know, I was also working full time as well. And my children were young at the time. So I didn't really know what I was doing um, in regards to 
what was expected. I didn't even know what lead gen was, if if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Um, I just kind of was just doing whatever, just trying to think I knew what I was doing, being a real estate agent, um, selling houses and showing houses. That's what I thought it was about. And I know now that it's way much, it's a much more than that, obviously. Um, that all being said, I knew when I decided to get back into real estate that one thing I wanted was support training and to be involved with a team. I wanted to be around a common group of people who were trying to do the same thing. Um, and I found that to be really helpful to my success. I can understand that. I can understand that. And what led you to Teal's team, if I may ask? Um, I had heard really great stuff about Teal through um, a friend of mine before um, I even joined, before I even got back to real estate. Wow. I had, I had heard good things about her. Yep. And, um, but I didn't initially join her team. I joined another team and that team leader was, was good in that she taught me some things like speed to the lead and, and that sort of thing. But I felt like I needed some more. And then I had another, I had another team after that. And, um, she also was pretty good, but, um, I would say more, um, she taught me script training and um, how to use a dialer. We really didn't get that that far, but I knew something might be missing. It was like, she was more looking for more people to assist her rather than growing me. And still, I still was very attracted to getting on Teal's team and, um, a fellow colleague of mine that I had been in productivity coaching with was on her team. And I was like, tell me more about that team. I want to be involved with that team. And that's when the conversation started and I got on Teal's team. I and love I'm, that. I've met yeah, so took your team player or your team mm -hmm. of your team, because y'all do work with uh, my branch manager, uh, Andrew Wagner. And yeah. so I've been introduced to your team and your team's very successful. All, all of you in, in your um, own, much less teal in her own, um, mm -hmm. everybody it is just brings a different level of success onto that team. And that being said, we're recording this in the middle of November, uh, about November 10th. It is a flannel Friday as we all have our flannels on you and I, and we are ready. Yep. Um, uh, and what I know about your production numbers is first of all, Maryland Realtors says that the state of Maryland is down 22% year over year. Um, mm -hmm. that's their number, not mine, um, mm -hmm. from 2022 to 2023. However, you are, um, 22 transactions and just shy of $8 million in production, which is phenomenal in its own right not to mention in a down market. And so I would like to know what have you done in the last 12 months differently than you have in the past to make those numbers? Because I, I, I've talked to a lot of realtors um, and in my day, I'm finding that uh, there are a good amount that are not doing 22 transactions a year. So I'd like to know what you're doing to dig in during this time. Um. I would say that um, I've been really sticking to 
systems and daily daily systems each day and um lead generation i love Maybe. let's let's dig right into that so talk to me about your daily success plan because i am very heavy into my daily success plan and on this podcast i love to ask all the agents um especially because i'm only interviewing the ones in the top five percent like what is your daily success success plan what does it look like so uh, whatever you're willing to share and open to sharing, please do. Sure. Um, so I wake up in the morning. I'm not a 530 girl like you. Or I heard you speak about being a 530 girl. I'm not a 530. <laughs> I try to be a 530 girl, but it it's very difficult. Although I try to incorporate weights in like I, I have my exercise. So no, I've so tried to incorporate some more weight. So three days a week, I try to get to the gym at 530 in the morning, begrudgingly to get that done and over with. And then, but most mornings I'm waking up around seven. I get my, I try to get a two mile walk and that's my time either to listen to nature or listen to a podcast or something that inspires me mm-hmm. each morning. Um, and then after that, I'm running in, maybe taking my, um, 17 year old to school not always it's like we're really on the tail end she has friends that take her but um I'm running in taking a shower grabbing my coffee eating my breakfast and then we all log in on zoom every morning at nine o'clock and at nine o'clock we have like our like sort of like a check-in um we might have deal review we have a motivation um, we might be doing training at nine o'clock and that lasts about a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's at that time we're hitting the phones and we might be calling new leads. Um, we might be calling our nurtures, our, um, SOI sphere of influence. Um, and I'm pretty dedicated to doing that Monday through Friday every day now oh, if i get new leads over the weekend i'm obviously going to call them over the weekend and have conversations but every day from pretty much 10 to maybe one o'clock sometimes i'm on the phones making calls because mm. i'm trying to hit my goals that were set a year ago i love after that, that <laughs> um thanks and after that then um i'm and during that time, I'm obviously trying to hit a goal of setting appointments and um, have my appointments in the afternoon or my closings in the afternoon. Um, and that's one thing, like I've always stuck to that schedule. Like even if a, if a client says, well, can I go see a house at say 10 o'clock? I'm like, nope, sorry. I have meetings at that time. Or can we set up an inspection at, at during that my lead gen time? Nope. I can't do that at that time. So my, our transaction coordinator and our admin, admin staff knows don't schedule anything for Jen unless it's after one o'clock. There you go. Unless I'm getting my arm twisted, like right. it really has to be done. I'll do it. But overall, I really try to stick to that schedule because I feel like that's made my success. And then another thing is like, cause I was talking to a client of mine today there, they moved down to Georgia and I was thinking about this podcast. And another thing is I really, 
I call my nurturers. I do not forget to be calling my nurturers, those people who have bad credit or aren't quite ready or need a little motivation. I, I make sure to call them at least once a month mm. so that I can get them buying. And that's what happened this past year. A lot of those people that I was nurturing ended up buying this, this year, this, oh. this, these past couple of months. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. That's so wonderful. I'm finding that um, a lot. I'm finding that a lot of people, um, and I think it's due to inflation. I really do. Um, I'm finding more people than on average in the past have credit dings, um, have no money in savings, um, mm -hmm. and just, okay, I want to buy a house. I'm not prepared, but I'm ready. Like mm -hmm. they don't know what goes into it. So I find that there that's a large group of people nowadays, more mm -hmm. than I feel as though it's been in the past. Right. Um, and, and I think that, that that is my group too, is that they're growing and growing because I think it's everywhere. It's everybody. It's in all different aspects of uh, groups, all demographics too, across the board. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I'm with you and I'm, I'm following up with mine too. Um, so I, I love that you're doing that. I really do. Yeah, because I feel like those that get ignored, like my 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 the couple that's down in Georgia, mm -hmm. um, that's a shame on that agent. She only checked. I sent them to her. They oh. just had a couple things they needed to fix, and they just needed a little bit of hand holding. Mm -hmm. But she's only reached out to them once. She kind of like discounted them, set them up on an e alert and moved on and I'm like no you need to be talking to these people that's it you are so right you are so right so what do you think is one of the biggest challenges right now for buyers in this market well we all know there's not a lot of inventory mm -hmm. um the interest rates crept up even though they went down a little bit this week ish um they're still high um, prices have gone up mm -hmm. and, um, I think that's the biggest issues. And then you have like my generation and an older generation, Gen X's, which is my generation. I'll claim Gen I X. <laughs> I figured. And, um, then you have the boomers and then we're still in our houses yeah. with our low interest rates. And, um, why would I sell my house if... I have, and I want to downsize, right? But I'm going to go downsize to something smaller and pay more for it. That's not attractive to us. Right. So that's the, so that that's, in my opinion, affecting the inventory. And then you have a large generation of millennials, not our kids, Jennifer, like no. the, <laughs> Gen Z. the ones that are millennials, they right. are like, um, th that's a huge population. <clears throat> And yes, they, they haven't had a chance to, I mean, there's lots of them ha that have, but uh -huh. there's a lots of them that are still waiting to, to get in and they can't. Yes. Now, can I ask you in the reverse is what do you think the biggest challenges? Uh, well, I, actually, you just answered that. I was going to say for sellers, but you had mentioned that too, is that they have the lower interest rates. They have their home. They don't want it to get something higher. Um, have you found that communicating with a lot of the sellers and finding out like 
I know that they have a, a two and a three and a four percent interest rate. And those are very sexy interest rates. They are. But have you also spoke with them about the amount of debt that they've acquired and the amount of because what the statistics show is like 90, I think it was like a dag on it. 74 percent of people in their homes have ninety six thousand dollars in consumer debt, meaning automobiles hmm. and credit cards, um, just consumer debt. And they are running out of savings as well um, due to inflation, due to what uh, what, um, what employment is doing at this time. Are you having a lot of those conversations at this time? I'm wondering why people are calling. I haven't yet. Um, mainly the, so I have a couple of sellers that are coming up and the ones that, the conversations that I'm having with them more so is pricing their houses right. Mm, yeah. Really. Um, and not thinking that they, that a buyer is just going to buy any old thing mm -hmm. and that, you know, days on the market is the house killer. So that's more or less that. So I hadn't heard that. So that's the first time I'm hearing what you're saying. Ooh, um, so that's you. good. That's good to know. I would, I would love more information. Yeah, I'll, on that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write this down. And when we get off the, uh, when we get off the podcast here, I will send you uh, the podcast that I listened to that has all the statistics and it's actually from Black Knight. It's um, actually from um, from the actual um, agencies that collect all the monthly payments and they can see where everything's coming from. So it's very data driven. It's uh, it's it's not opinion. It's factual, if that mm. makes sense. So I'll send that to you. Mm. That's cool. Well, that's a, that's I think that's a good tool to have in my tool case. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So, Jen, uh, what would you say is good tips to provide home buyers in this crazy uh, market that we're in in um, November of 2023? Um, I think that learning from a real estate professional, the process, mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation out there for buyers, especially first time buyers. Um, and they don't understand the process and what we do as a team and what I've, what I do every time with a buyer is I sit down with them and I go through the entire process. I nine times out of 10, try to get them connected with Andrew and his team to get them pre-approved. And, um, if they're not ready to get, if they can't get pre-approved, I still go over the process and like the time span it may take us to, um, to get there. But that's really the most important thing, understanding what their buying power is, how much money they need to save. If they can qualify for a grant, like the Maryland mortgage program and how all that looks and what they can afford monthly. That's uh -huh. so important. Yeah. And Andrew, he is, he's something else. Um, he really I, is. I've never met anybody like him in my career that off the top of his head can just maneuver numbers and maneuver, okay, well, if we just do this, 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 and this, it'll work out and, and just do that. And it, it, but it's all from memory. And I don't know if it's just because um, I'm older <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think he's got a, 
I think honestly, no, I don't think it has anything to do with you being older. I think that Andrew has a gift and I love to work and partner with him because, and I understand where he's going. Like, I don't understand the money side, but right. like whenever we're working together on a deal, like we'll talk and brainstorm, especially when it's a more difficult, mm -hmm. like offer situation, like a multiple offer situation. Yes. We will sit brainstorm and see how, what we can do with that specific client. And I'm, and I'll be real nine times out of 10, we have won our offers and I, and I owe it to him too, really. And I'm wow. not just saying that. Now that that's saying something else that, you know, you're winning nine out of 10 of your offers and mm -hmm. you're giving the credit to the loan officer that you've decided to partner with because you two are structuring things in a way that makes sense. And I know that he's doing a crazy amount of business. I would love to have him on the podcast if he is open to it someday. Um, he's very shy. He's very humble. Which is totally um, fine. Like, I just look at him like he's a partner. He's he's yeah. my partner. And I'm like, okay, Andrew, let's crunch it. Let's do this together. Show me what to do. What do you think? You know, and we just work it and, and it works I feel like it's magical. Like, I feel like he's, he can be a miracle at times. He really can. He's, he's very gifted. He, he's extremely yeah. gifted. Um, I'm, I'm so shocked. Um, so can I ask, you had mentioned that home sellers don't know the process. What are you seeing in how the incorrect information that a lot of the home buyers have or are receiving at this time? And are buyers? they from the media? Are they receiving it from the way things used to be done? Are they receiving it from people that have been educated uh, in the industry? I got a good, I got, okay. I got what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The media is not our friend. No. <laughs> Google is not our friend either. No. And then I would say people who bought 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, are not our friend to the new buyers either. They don't know. Yeah. What, you know, everybody's always looking, I want to find a diamond in a rough or I want to find a foreclosure or I want to, you know, and I'm like, those don't really exist right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. There is no diamond in a rough. You're going to still pay for a diamond in a rough. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's that misinformation out there. I was recently working with a client and we were like literally racking, hitting our heads against the wall. We found a really nice place for her and her daughter who had purchased 15, 20 years ago, like a foreclosure mm -hmm. for a hundred, like low one hundreds and basically lived in it and flipped it and and then sold it for like 200,000 I'm just throwing numbers out sure. there but did very well on it um she thought like oh okay I'm gonna be able to find something like that and I'm like no and then her daughter was telling her things like oh no don't buy a two-bedroom place because you can't resell that and I'm like I need you to stop listening to your daughter I know that you love her but understand that I'm in this field I'm in this, in the trenches every single day. I know what's happening out here. And I, and I need them to know that I've got their best interest at heart. I'm not just trying to sell them something 
I understand what's going on out here. And this isn't going to change for the next, in my opinion, right. 10, 15 years. Yeah. I'm with 20 years. It's not going to change. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also that were in the market and maybe had been affected by the bubble in between 2008 and 2010, they may be a a bit jaded uh, because they had to endure during that time. But it unfortunately may not have anything to do with what's going on today. And it's so, so different. Not for them to have that conversation and, and to excuse somebody else's opinion or motivation because of what happened back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I find uh, equally as much as the news is incorrect or things that we find online is incorrect, that by speaking to people that are jaded for because of whatever they had endured, it'll change somebody's way of thinking rather than just saying, well, this was my experience, but it doesn't have to be, it may not be so now. That may have changed. Those guidelines may have changed. The uh, compliance may have changed. Um, You know, what you allow in a home inspection may may change. All these things may change over the last, uh, it's got, what's that, that 15 years since the bubble or 14 years A lot has changed. So I mm-hmm. think that that's really important. I think that's very valuable that you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to take that same question and ask you when it comes to sellers, what are the best tips that you can provide to a seller in this market? Hmm. For Besides sellers, <laughs> I would say, listen to your real estate professional when they tell you how to price your home. Girl. Just listen, like we're not, I want to make, listen, if you have a $300,000 house and I think it's worth $300,000 or whatever, mm-hmm. and you think it's worth three three hundred fifty, believe me, I would want to sell it for three fifty, right? Because it means more money for me too. I'm not trying to um, just sell your house. I want the most dollar for your house. And most real estate agents do. I don't know, understand why sellers are, um, some sellers are fearful of what real estate agents or don't trust what real estate agents are trying to tell them. I don't understand that. Can I share with you a story? It will blow your mind. So my daughter's been looking for two years for a home. No joke. She goes on Two years, two years. Uh, I think they've written six or seven contracts and been out. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and she goes and looks at this house. It's written on the listing as a three bedroom. She gets there. It's a Cape Cod, two bedrooms on the main floor. A uh, In the attic is unfinished. Now it does have <clears throat> electric and it does have um the walls, not not drywall, but the the wood. I, I'm sorry. Um, like um, I know what you're talking about. Like the so the, the sticks panels, have, basically. <laughs> yeah, they have they have the the walls without the drywall in it, and no. Got inside, it. The list. The seller swears that it's a three bedroom home. You don't have a bedroom up there. You have no walls. You have no insulation. Uh, you have no electricity, you have no heat, you have no air, you have no closet. But I appreciate that 
it was listed as a three bedroom because as people are walking through there, they're walking right back out because they wanted a three bedroom and it's only a two bedroom house. Right. So she was able to look at this and say, nah, it's not going to appraise for that. And they pulled up the comps and said, this is what it appraised for. Oh, no, no, it's a three bedroom. And she said, okay, you can give me $10,000 back in closing closing credit to finish the upstairs because it's a three bedroom. Right. My daughter does contracts for a living. (laughs) She made that deal. Oh, she did. It was accepted. Nice. So she's getting the money to do that, to insulate and do all that. And she has to have a split put up there because there's no heat up there. There's no air up there. Right. Which then it needs another box up, uh, an electrical panel. So it needs a little bit of work done to to make it a habitable three bedroom. And she actually thinks that she can knock four out of it. Okay. Uh, But lucky her. That the seller didn't, and I don't know if he didn't listen to the agent. I don't know if the agent just allowed He probably him. didn't. I, I don't want to blame the seller and or the agent, but together, it, it, and I'm thinking it's the seller having met them and they're about to retire because he's like, oh, it's a, it's a three bedroom. It's a three bedroom. We're all looking and going, the appraiser's not going to see it as three bedroom. bedroom. And if he doesn't see it, it doesn't matter what you think. Right. Um, but it, it was the, my daughter was able to get a great deal because of how it was written up in the multiple list and how people just walked out of it because of it only technically being a two-bedroom and it's just her and her boyfriend moving in so it was uh, again worked out for them in the long run but like you said people that aren't listening to the professionals and that they know best right it doesn't matter what they know it only matters really what the appraiser will say exactly about that exactly right exactly and so many people don't get that aspect of it they don't and like i was at my friend's house i'm gonna be listing her house in a couple months it's a nice home it's big Mm -hmm. but things like the roof hasn't been done there it's a 22 year old roof yeah and it's the original windows oh okay and you know and showing them in comparison to the comps where they lie they just sometimes well look how big this house is and this is what this and i'm like okay well well, let's just see what happens you know yeah i get that i got that some people you know they don't get it and they they have something in their head Uh, Mm -hmm. and not only that but a lot of especially the sellers they forget that we're not in the same market we were two years ago the market has moved from that time frame. The rates have moved. Right. The uh, the values are still going up, but not at the same uh, increase that it was. It makes a big difference. All of it, it added really together does. changes everything. That is so true. That is so true. Um, are you seeing homes staying on the market longer now? Because um, you're out in Howard County, correct? I'm in the Baltimore metro area. Okay. And um, again... I'll go back to it as long as it's priced right, mm-hmm. as, especially in the areas that I'm selling in, it's going to sell yes. and fast. I live in Towson, so oh, okay. things sell pretty fast here as long you're as you're my priced right. Okay, gosh, I'm okay. in Newport County now, but I grew up in Perry Hall and my kids okay. live in Towson. Okay. So very, uh, very, uh, okay, so I didn't realize that you're up there too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll hit you up when I'm up, but back, uh, back in my my uh 
where I, my stomping grounds, as they say. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, so I do, I have one, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, what is your real estate superpower? And do, or do you think you have one? Um, well, you mentioned that your daughter, um, did you say she lost out at seven, seven contracts, right? Yes. So I think that one of my superpowers is I'm a really good negotiator. I didn't realize I had that, but I'm good at it. That's fabulous. Because I know um, how to talk to the right people, Andrew. (laughs) And I really think about it and I talk to my clients. I set up expectations early on about making deals and what this market is looking like and what sellers want, what buyers want and that whole thing. And um, we talk about like once in a while, we might have to bring out the waiving, unfortunately, home inspections. And this is what we'll do in that situation. Or, you know, if they have, if I notice that they have extra money to do an appraisal gap, we'll do an appraisal gap or um, I'm always, I just feel like I'm, so I set up that expectation ahead of time so they, they, they know. Mm-hmm. And then also I really try to establish a good rapport with the listing agents mm-hmm. too. Um, not like brown nosing them or anything, but really finding out what their seller is looking for and listening to what they have to say. Cause not all of them are looking for the highest priced, um, buyer they might be looking for that flexibility um in regards to the move date and things like that um but as long as they have a strong buyer um so all of that matters and when i'm thinking about putting that offer together those are the things that i'm putting together Mm -hmm. if it's just a straightforward offer where i know there's no competition it's okay let's offer this let's um ask for all the inspections you want Uh, We don't need to ask for, you know, whatever it is. Like, we don't need to overdo anything or underdo anything. Like, we can go straight forward. But when it's multiple offers, I think I'm pretty good at that. That's excellent. Now, do you have your loan officer contact the listing agent on every transaction? I do. I I think that's something that a lot of people are missing out on, too, is is not waiting for that listing agent to call the loan officer if they like the yeah. contract. Having the uh, being uh, being the aggressor and having the loan yep. officer contact that listing agent and say, well, let me tell you a few things yep. that um, you may want to know about going forward. And this is this is the pros. This is the cons. This is where we yep. at. This is how quickly we can get it done. This is in an ideal world, you know, minus the appraiser and title that we can't control. Yep. This is how quickly we can get our part completed yep. and then we have to add the appraisal and add the title onto that in case they have challenges but i think that's so valuable and i think so many it people is. are missing out on that it is and, and i'm surprised at how many people don't do yes. it yes so i'm there i'm totally it's interesting yes so i wanted to ask what is the one thing that you are most proud of in your career if you could if you can whittle it down to one if it's possible so um i was thinking about that also and um and it and it really hit me back in february i had these clients um they were in our age group 
and um they had never owned a home they had um rented all these years had a daughter um you know on the outside you would never know like they didn't own a home right mm -hmm. i mean nobody know looks like that but um they had fancy things and all that stuff but they never owned a home so they weren't wealthy right they might have good jobs but they're not at the end of the day in my opinion if you don't own a home you don't you're not going to have that equity and all that stuff so anyhow they didn't realize that they could buy and it's two actually there's two clients but february was when i realized it i really liked being a part of making changing that direction of their lives and their daughter's life for the future and providing generational wealth to that family mm -hmm. moving forward um and that was a marginalized group and i really enjoy being uh, a change maker and helping in that in that area of of wealth and there are folks that don't ha haven't had that opportunity to, to do so and i feel like i'm contributing in that world of being able to do that and make a difference that is wonderful thank you for sharing that with with okay. us i really appreciate that i can recall doing financing for a client of mine that rented the home for 30 years. And then she bought the home that she rented for 30 years. And she was forever grateful to me for making it happen. She didn't know that it could happen. I was referred to her by a family member, um, no agents involved, uh, just helped her do financing. But the same thing that you just said, had no idea that she could be able to purchase something. And I took that away. I was profoundly moved by her um, that she had rented for 30 years. It mm -hmm. could have been paid off. I know. And it, that's it, the thing. It is. It was. I felt it was more emotional that I kind of focused on sadly what she lost out on. I was yes. extremely happy that I was able to help her and get her into the house. We did a 15 year term. I, I think she was like 50 by the time she bought it. Um, uh, yes, yes, because she moved in there when she, yes, because she moved in when, with her mother when she, yes, oh, it was just crazy. And it's just so wonderful to see that, but it, it, it was mixed for me because yeah. I was so sad that she hadn't done it and so happy that it was changing her life. Agreed. So I agree. And it's like, I, I just worked with this other couple. They actually moved into my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Um, and they were referral from the clients in February. And um, same thing. They were renting for 10 years in the same place. They were having trouble with the landlord. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the landlord was being kind of discriminatory towards them. Ooh. And um, they had to find another place to live. They were having troubles finding another place to live because they had a family. And... Um, the friend sent them to me um and i sent them to andrew they immediately qualified for almost five hundred thousand dollars wow and we were able to buy them a home for 475 wow isn't that something and they are so happy like they live a couple houses down from me now that's i'm something. like don't be neighbors from hell but um because that's my first clients that i've that have been really close to me, <laughs> but, um, 
<laughs> but do you I'm so happy for them. Come into the neighborhood. You have a good margarita What's machine. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I don't have a margarita machine, but I can make a good margarita. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, that is so... Um, that is so very important. Um, thank you. And now, I know we've gone over a lot of questions today. Are there mm -hmm. anything that you would like to share with the community that we haven't, that any question I should have asked you that I haven't, that you think that the community should know about you or, and or your team? Hmm, my goodness. Oh. I think about my team. Um Tiel, Tanya, Hestina, Katie, Mia, myself, Ray, Paula. Well, her name is Paul. Everybody calls her Paul. And there's some others. Um, we we're really committed to helping people and helping people, you know, purchase and sell homes. Um, we're not your greasy car salesman, as I always say. <laughs> Um, I learned that in productivity coaching years ago that, you know, that real estate agents are looked at like that. We're not, we're, we actually care mm -hmm. and we're actually trying to make a difference in people's lives. We're not just trying to sell. Of course, we want to make money too, but um, our team is very passionate about making a difference in this world. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you. So if somebody is interested in speaking more about you to find out more about your team or mm -hmm. how your team operates and the ins and outs of your team, um, how can somebody reach out to you to find out more information? Um, they can call me or email me, whatever works. Okay. Would you like to share my, that information? Sure. My email address is jennifer at teal, T-E-A-L, Kleitz. C-L-I-S-E dot com, or they can call me at 410-456-0497. Thank you so much for being uh, an open book. I thank you so much for taking off your humble hat and just sharing with us uh, your success over the last several years, especially in the last 12 months as the, it's been a little challenging in our um, industry. And I love to see that you are having success and that your entire team is. And I keep mm -hmm. on hearing wonderful things from Andrew about your team. And so thank you so much for coming on here and sharing with us. And to the listeners, um, feel free to reach out to Jennifer herself um, as with the phone number and email address that she provided. And I'm always going to ask two things of you. One is please, when you listen to this, forward this podcast to two of your real estate friends that would find this information valuable for their business and two, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on or watching us on, please take a moment to leave us a review. That's how we extend our database here. This is how we're getting to more and more realtors. And of course, if you are a realtor and you're in the top 5% of realtors in the state of Maryland, I would love to take a moment and interview you if you are open. Thank you, Jennifer, for coming on here and being a part of this today. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. Absolutely. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 